All right, next on the Smee Show, we have our very special guest. We just met recently at a drag show and immediately I was fascinated. Also, I have to add, it was his drag show. Take a look. Straight from the Dominican Republic, Robin Cena is taking New York City by storm. When he moved here back in 2001, he had no idea the culture shock that was in store. Now, 20 years later, he is lighting up stages all over the city as his drag persona, Egypt. From tumbles to kicks to hosting, you can expect nothing less than high drag when you go to an Egypt show. Simply stated, if Shakira and JLo had a child, it would be Egypt. With a famous drag mother and a professional dance background under his belt, stardom is knocking at the door. But who is the person behind the drag? I think it's time we find out. Welcome to the show, my friend, Robin Cena! Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, actually. How are you? Welcome to the Shmi Show. I'm doing great. I'm so excited. We This has been in the works for over a month now. So I'm very excited I that know. now it's finally happening. I know. I'm so excited. I want to ask the question right off the bat. In your own words, who is Robin? Um, to be honest, I've never actually sat down and because I'm so busy, like doing drag that I've never actually sat down and actually like found out who I am as a person. It's weird mm -hmm. to think of. I never actually sit down and think of myself as, as, as a boy because I'm so used to doing drag that I... Nobody ever really asked who who I am. So it's, it's, I guess I'm still finding out who I am. I'm, I know I'm very shy as a yeah. as boy, um, uh, adventurous, uh, like everything under the sun I am, but I don't like to show it because, I don't know, it's just like a guard for me. I never show my real self to people. I'm always guarded. That's how we're doing this today. I know. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I maybe I'll... I, I have a breakthrough, but I, it's very hard for me to show myself to people because well, so if someone comes to you at a bar and huh? they said, so well, like think about this. Like if someone, like if you are not in drag and you're just at the bar mm -hmm. and someone came up to you and asked, you know, like, like, who are you? Like, wh like how would you quickly just, just to give them a, a description of who um, you are? I, I would just say that I'm a performer. I mean, I, that's all I can say that I am a performer at heart mm -hmm. and like, uh, it is what gives me my drive to like keep going all the time because I used to, I went to school for psychology and I oh, thought, I thought that I was, yeah, I have a bachelor's in psychology and nobody knows that about me, but because every time I say it, people laugh at me because they think I'm so like, I'm dumb or like, they don't think that I'm smart because I'm always like ditzy <laughs> and like, but people always judge me and they're like, Oh, you're not smart. You're not smart. And I'm like, I think I am, but it's just I don't like to. <laughs> you don't know that I am smart. I'm watching yeah. everybody and I observe everything. But um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that I wanted to do psychology, and it wasn't bringing me happiness. To to be honest, like I was, I went for four years. It was I was miserable. I hate school. Where'd you go? Um, it's called school Mercy College. It's here in the city. It's a private school. Okay, but okay. like I wasted my money. I thought I wanted to do something as a boy. And then I was like, let me try this out. See what this, ha what happens with this. Every time I would get on stage, even when I was be before drag as a boy in heels, 
I, it would bring me so much joy. So I just kept doing it. And like, yeah. I think this is me now. You know? Yeah. I'm still finding out who I am. If, that's okay. Yeah. That's the whole point of life. We're yeah. not supposed to know right off the bat. Yeah. So for the people at home we don't know, you have a weekly drag show at Hardware Bar in mm -hmm. Hell's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it's your show. Yeah. You host it. It is your show. Um, do you think you're a good host because you can apply what you've learned about the human mind to knowing how to interact with people and you know exactly what makes people tick and you're not afraid of that kind of, I don't know, um, interaction with people, I guess? I mean, hosting is, is a new thing for me because I just started okay. not that long ago. I was so scared to like host because I felt like I had to be like, oh, I have to be like that person. I have to be like this person. Mm -hmm. I have to be funny. Mm -hmm. I have to be, and I'm not like, I don't, I don't tell the jokes like Bianca and all those people. And I'm like, I had to sit, like, take back myself and I had to say, just be me. Because yeah. everybody always tells me when I'm myself, people laugh, people have a good time. So I was like, yeah. why not just let it go and be me? And this mm -hmm. is what, what has helped me throughout. I don't think I, I, although psychology might be able to help me with, like, understanding people, I don't think it has, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, because at heart, I'm always like a person that can feel people's emotions, and like I go with that. I don't think that. And that was before you even, you know, went to school for that. Like you were very in tune with. I was very in tune. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's always been like they call me a bruja, like you know that in Spanish that means a witch. Yeah. Uh huh. So every time like I'm thinking of something or like I'm like I I like I manifest things like I don't know like it every Same. time I think of it. It becomes reality, and it just happens yeah. every freaking time. It's weird. I, love it. I don't no, know. I, I that's my. I'm very very spiritual. I don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. But when I find people who now I can talk to you about it, I like just like the the floodgates open, and I get really into it. I manifested this show, yeah. so props to you for manifesting your life. Yeah. Um. So weird, yeah. I need to ask where what's your heritage? What was your family like? What's your family like? And where did you grow up? Um, so I'm 100% Dominican. I was okay. I was born over there. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I I grew up in a little town of like 100 people, like oh, literally wow. like nobody there. I would farm when I was little. I would like raise chickens and and I lived in a in like no electricity. Um, there was an house, there was no plumbing, like nothing. That's where I came wow. from, like over there. And like coming to the United States at nine years old was a culture shock for me because I was like, what the heck is all this? And like, I was so fortunate enough that I came early with like, my mom was here already and she brought us, she brought my whole entire family here. And like, I was so fortunate that I learned English in a year when I was, yeah, I was like, I start. I remember the first time that I spoke, it was in fifth grade and I stood up and it was a project. I will never forget that. And I started speaking English and everybody was surprised that I was like, oh, you speak English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like coming here, it, I came right after 9-11. So it was two months right after 9-11. And I saw, oh, shit. yeah, I, I came in November and 
had just happened in September. And it was like wow. so weird for me to come here. What a time to come. Oh my God. I didn't know anything. I mean, I was mm-hmm. nine. So what was I supposed to know about? True. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Did you grow up in like a specific borough or did you move around a lot throughout? The yeah. The Lower East Side. Okay. So let's talk about uh-huh. Egypt. Yes. Did Was that your original OG drag ident- identity or was there others before that that then became who we now know as Egypt? No, actually, it was like by mistake. Not not by mistake, but like everybody okay. always asks me what, where it came from. Like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I should come up with a fake story. <laughs> no, no, come on, what's the real one? It's not an interesting one. I it's closed so my boring. eyes, I pointed out a map, and I was like, oh, Egypt. <laughs> it's so boring. Um, when, I, when I was starting, like, going out to, like, uh-huh. when I was 21, I started going out, like, in dra- like in, as androgynous makeup. Like, I would okay, cool. feel, like, eyeliner and a little lipstick mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tight um, outfits <laughs> and heels. Mm-hmm. And I would just go to, you know, do you remember X? I don't know if you've ever, ever been here, but XL is a club called XL here. Or S- It club. sounds familiar. There used yeah. be these clubs and I used to go out and like in my pumps and I would just go dancing by myself. I would dance. Okay. Uh, nobody would be around me. I would just enjoy the music. And I started meeting people and I met um, Javier Ninja. He's part of the House of Ninja. Okay. And like I, I started circling around the ballroom scene and everything, mm-hmm. and like people said I looked Egyptian, so I just kept that name as a boy because okay. they my eyes when I when I'm like they 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 I look exotic, so I don't yeah really look Dominican. So I'm get I I need to do one of those tests though to see where my oh the the twenty three in me yeah. But yeah, like I kept that name and I was like, let me just keep it. And everybody always asks me, do you want a last name? And I'm like, no, I think Egypt is just. It's final. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. And you saw my Egyptian, out- my Egyptian outfit. I did. Oh, my God. Those photos are so fucking good. I'm wearing Who took those. Um, Thomas Evans. OK. Is he like a, a, a like a, a f- photographer mainly for drag for queens? Or well, he cool? usually. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, he does uh, like okay. all the drag queens. Yeah, okay. I'm excited to wear it. So, this. what'd you say? I'm excited to wear it this week. Oh, my- oh, are you gonna wear it at at your show on Saturday? Yeah, I'm excited. Nice, nice. Okay, so how did you then fall into drag? Do you have a drag mother? Is was did you have just friends who were doing drag and and they said here put this wig on, wear this, and Funny. then you're like. Yeah, funny thing you say that. I was like, I was doing Star Search at Barracuda, which I'm going to be doing okay. today. <laughs> oh, nice, um, nice. Uh, with Teen, so somebody brought me there as a backup dancer for them for the competition. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I trained as a dancer a while ago. <laughs> okay. um, and I was like in my shorts and my little makeup and everything. I was their backup dancer. And I said, oh, let me come back next week and try this out myself. So I came as a bo- as, as just androgynous Egypt and mm-hmm. I started competing and I won without being in drag. Cool. I was like, oh. That's okay. cool. And I kept winning and the girls that were... 
<laughs> they mad at me because they were they were all in drag and I just had a little yeah. underwear yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah. yep yeah. I have videos of that my first time ever performing there I'll send oh them God. yeah please um, please that's awesome it is um and then people kept pushing me till Tina Burner is actually my drag mother amazing it's crazy oh. because like she said she, I will never have kids I will never have kids she. <laughs> She mentored me, helped me out so much in the beginning. And she would push me. She was like, because I used to have a nasty attitude. <laughs> I used to uh, feel like the... You? I could never see that. Uh, I used to be a, sh a, a bad drag queen. Like, it was bad. And I had really? The, I had the worst attitude. She had to curve it and she had to teach me the right ways. <laughs> and I learned. Yeah. Um, but yeah. one day, um, Tina was like, why don't you just get in drag? And put on a wig. And I was like, I don't know. That's not my thing. Was I it don't... a red wig? <laughs> Wait, was it? <laughs> no, because it's like Tina. Because, you know, like... If, no, no, no. Yeah, but I think it was a red wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a picture of it. It is horrible. <laughs> um, uh, so I, she was like trying. I was like, no, I don't want to try. I don't want to try it. Ugh. And then I finally I just gave up. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll do it one week. Mm -hmm. My friend mm -hmm. did my makeup. And I did it, and I won. That's amazing. I love this story. You're just it like, was, I'm going to go in there. They're going to eat it up, and that's it. It was a mess, but I won. It was so weird. And I was like, wow, I feel great. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm so happy that I did it. But And then that just catapulted me into what's now the beautiful Egypt. Egypt. The real Egypt. The real Egypt. Yeah. Um, okay, so thinking about your performances. Mm -hmm. Actually, question. How many years have you been doing drag? So I, so I have like a timeline in my head. Let's start so there. I started in 2017, the end of it. So it's... Okay. What would you say? Four, four years almost, right? Four, yeah, four. four and a half, almost five. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, so of, of over your five-year career do you have a performance in your head that sticks out as your favorite performance and why it's not the most perfect performance but i really love this performance because i i put so much what i put into this performance was mm -hmm. um how i think how i view drag and i wish that i would be more allowed to do it so i did a competition at the monster it was called The Queen with Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I I did the competition and I got it was the, the the pageant at the end of the year. And I was like, what can I do that will set me apart from these girls? Because I know that these girls are gonna come up with stunts and everything. And I was like, mm -hmm. starting new, it was just only my second year in drag, probably. And uh -huh. I was like, hmm, let me think of this. So I took you know how Dorothy in is in Oz and the tornado hits and she's in black and white. And when she wakes up in, in Oz, she's in color. So I was like, why don't I put that in a projection screen and um, wake up in Times Square as me as Dorothy in color? And I had a camera follow me at 4 a.m. like through the train station, me walking up the stairs in Christopher Street and then me walking yes. from the stairs into the monster. And like as I was walking in the stairs, I would walk on stage as 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 I as Dorothy as I was dressed. So like I it, I have a whole entire video like that that I might perform. I love that. Yeah, 
it was wow. so it took me so long to to like edit all that and like it was so <laughs> so rewarding for me because that's how I view drag should be. It's just it's a lot of freaking work to do that. A lot of work, but it's an experience. People were gagged. They were like, I, yeah, yeah, I'm gagged just thinking about it. Nobody had ever seen that. So I was like, yeah. Hmm. Okay, but so what was your, what's your least favorite performance you ever did? My least favorite performance? Um, uh, I have a couple, but <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple, but there is one that um, I fell. It was at the Monster. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, it was to River Deep Mountain High. And the second at the beginning, and then at the as the beat hit, I fell back. It was the worst performance of, of my life. The whole outfit kept breaking apart on stage. Oh no! So like the 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 whole halter top kept falling out. Oh. I had never. I didn't know what what boobs were, so I had stuffed it with some my somebody's leg warmers. They were yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kept falling throughout the... I was like, the worst time of my life, but we don't want to talk about that. And how was that like your first year? <laughs> um, uh, It was close to my first year, yeah. And I was like... like no, that was last weekend, Sam. <laughs> I thought I looked great. I did fall, though. So don't make fun of me. No, whatever. But so last weekend was... Pro so that was the second time I've seen you. Mm -hmm. And what I love about your... What I, like your shtick... Mm -hmm. is you always open, at least, with a live track or live performance. Uh, I love um, I live, live performances, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, you take, let's say, I mean, a Shakira song, mm -hmm. but then instead of using just the studio version, you use the live performance version of that song. Yeah. And it just gets me so amped for you. <laughs> because you, you feel like you're at a fucking concert. Yeah. And I love that. Thank and I, you. you don't see that a lot. So why, what was it about that that you realize, like, this is my shtick. I'm running with this. I like doing live stuff because it, 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 the way that the artists perform when it's alive and the orchestration of it, it is, I think, in my opinion, it's so cool. So, like, I want to, and I want to, when, when I'm sitting in the audience, if I was an audience member, I would want to feel like what you're feeling. Because it's, yeah. It's one thing to use the the recording of the studio, and then one thing to use that incredible thing that they created. And then, plus, I don't have to I don't have to mix it and everything. It's already mixed. <laughs> I love that. I already have the transition with the with the mashups, and yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, she did it for me, so why not? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, tonight, I am going to be performing my J Lo. Nice, nice. I hope I hope I win. <laughs> you, I mean. I think you will. I have a feeling. Who knows? So outside of Very. Egypt mm -hmm. and outside of your secret psychology, psychology, psychology background, what other yeah. passions do you have? Um, weird. I don't have any more. Oh, come on. I mean, I, I, dancing was my passion mm -hmm. to be, to begin with. It wasn't, it was never, um, uh, drag or makeup or anything it was i because i started in theater like a theater program when i was younger uh -huh. and they had this class where it was an, an improv class it was just improv dancing uh -huh. 
And I started doing it and the teacher was like, you should really look into, into modern dancing. And I took it from that and I started going to Alvin Ailey, the Martha Graham School. And it, I I started a career like of me dancing and, and it was, I even performed at Lincoln Center um, with, and um, the Joyce Theater with the, with the Martha Graham Company. And it, it was so much like, I thought that was my passion at first, but then I hit a roadblock where I was doing this this um, program at the Martha Graham School and they would pay for like a scholarship of me, like eventually leading up to being in the company. And I went into the office one day and it was after my my fellowship had ended for like the junior program. And then after that, you have to go into the adult program. Okay. And they the, the director said, um, I don't think we're going to be able to uh, uh, give you a scholarship anymore because we don't believe that you will be good enough for our company and that you're and you're too smart. So she she pulled me into the office and told me that and 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 she's like, we don't see a future for you, for you here in this company, so we're not going to offer you any more scholarship. So, uh, uh, you can pay, but we're not going to offer you because we don't see a future for you. So after that, that's what turned me off from dancing. And I started going the the route of theater and just going with that. And and it's fine. Yeah. You know, like it 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 it, it made me cry, but yeah. But look at you now. Cares. Hey, look at you now. Yeah. I mean, I do still use my dancing. Exactly. For what I so fuck I, them. Hopefully one day she'll see me. She's probably done by now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would hope. She was old. She was old. I was like, good riddance, bitch. But that was good too. I'm still, I still am, but. What I want to know is if so, so let's say mm-hmm. a new, there, there, there's like a, you, you befriend someone, right? And Mm -hmm. they're struggling to find their identity. You were saying you're struggling to find like who Robin is, but Mm -hmm. obviously part of who you know you are is you're gay and you're queer and you're part of the community. What Mm -hmm. advice could you give to someone who would possibly look up to you to help them come to terms with who they are? Like, Like what was your coming out journey like? And how do you think you could use that to lift someone else up and give them some sort of like, it gets better moment. I mean, obviously like growing up, I, I was bullied and like, and I, and I know like in high school I was bullied. I, I didn't know what being gay was. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. Same. And, and like, cause I didn't grow up with that in my, in my family. Like I would, Same, I would yeah. always, I would always hear my, like my mom, I don't know. I don't know if she was like telling me in a way, but mm-hmm. but I didn't know that she didn't like gay people. This is like that, and, but she didn't know that I was gay. But like, mm-hmm. eventually, the more that she started to like, I I didn't come out until I was eighteen. Okay, to her, um, and Same. I was scared to death to come out to her because of what I had heard her say, like about gay people and like not accepting and like, and I was like. I have to, if if I was a person that didn't know who they were and like needed some guidance, I would just say that I started loving who I was and like learning like 
that there are other people in the world that will love me, whether if 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 I have my mom to love me or not. I I, I started having a group of people around me that loved me for who I was, and I think that in itself helped me come out to my mom. And when I did come out, she was like, we cried, and and she's like, oh, I knew, I knew, and I was she's like, I still love you no matter what. Um, you sometimes you have to trust that your parents will love you, if. I don't know how to say, but like, I it was so strange for me to come out mm-hmm. to my mom, and I was like, I was I was scared to death, mm-hmm. and when I did, I was like so liberated that I was like free, and I had nothing else to hide from her. Mm-hmm. I was hiding it the whole time, and and it, it hurt me to hide it for eight years from her because I started getting bullied when I was like in like eighth grade, and. Uh, People would make, like, literally, I was by myself. I had literally zero friends in high school. And, like, once I came out to her, it was all hell, all hell broke loose from there. But is that how it happens? Do you look back? Because every now and then I'll see an old video of me from high school. And I was like, who was I kidding? I thought I was fooling everyone. Me too! You know? Me too! I was like, did not... Nobody know. That was a little fucking flame. A little fucking flame. Oh my god! I was like, I could not. I know. I know. Like we thought we were like, like, yeah, I like girls. Mm. But like, well, not what happened. I was putting on a full face of beat every day. (laughs) Oh my god! I thought I was the shit with my makeup, and I look at it. I'm like, you look like a fucking wax doll right now. If you see my prom. My prom. Oh my god! You have to send me photos. You have to send me. No, I am not sending you those things. Please, please. I want to stay buried forever (laughs) and ever. And I went to prom with a girl. It was my friend. But but, but your face was beat though. Oh, it was. Literally, I don't know how to say it, but it was the most cakeyest face i have ever seen oily i did not know about setting powder oh my god i did not know about contouring so no, i just no, put no. one i just put just one color all the entire face and that was it it was embarrassing to look at and i know you're gonna laugh at me but but look at you okay. now but look at you now i learned not to put on makeup yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a boy you kind of had to you had no choice <laughs> um but yeah like in high school i was like a little uh, I started coming out more at, at 11 and 12th grade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took me that long. So what so advice like really... would you give to someone though? Like at that age? So like at that age, because obviously now kids are safer. It's safer for kids to come out in 2021 than it was when we were in high school. Um, I mean, so I, although like, I don't like clicks, like I would try to see if I could find somebody that that I can connect with, whether it be like, just one little friend or maybe like a guidance counselor, like Mm -hmm. somebody that you can talk to and not hide your feelings because the more you hide them, the more that it will dig into, into you and and like not let you come out sooner. I I, I wish I could have come out sooner and enjoyed my life a little more when I was younger because I, I didn't have that, that path that like to be myself when I was younger and, and I who knows where I could have been at this point if I would have came out earlier know. you know because the problem with coming out later in life is not even so much 
amazing. I'm 18. It's a good time. The problem is, as queer men, we mm-hmm. then have to kill off who we once were and then start over. There isn't a continuation. We have to start over, yeah. We have to start over. So we, we feel like we're now 18 years behind while all yeah, of straight think- friends are light years ahead. I'm like uh, all this gay culture and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know anything like that. And people right? like look at me like I'm like stupid, and I and I'm like, I didn't. I came out late. I didn't have yeah. no gay friends around me, nobody to help me. Same, yeah. Uh, me being gay, like actually learning about the gay culture, it was like when I turned 21 and when I when I was going out into the clubs. Yeah, and of I course. was doing everything for the first time because mm-hmm. I never, I never got an illegal. <laughs> An illegal um, ID. Oh, or so. ID, yeah. No, it's a funny same I actually, thing. I was always good about that. I was like, I'm not. I was not good. For, I was scared. Same, same. <laughs> I never got like wasted, wasted until I was 21. Me too. Oh my god. So like, literally, you can say that I started being gay like eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, or seven I, years I, ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's. A, I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful for society being a lot more accepting um yeah but yeah it's a shame because for people when, like- when i was like 13 15 at that time people were not accepting i was still getting called faggot and everything people yeah. would like follow me and like yeah. want to hit me mm-hmm. i because i live in the in like the hood it's really bad here but like really? I, people would follow me and like wow. save really nasty stuff and and I never told that to people like people like yeah. that, that I would get bullied in my own neighborhood That's left and right. Like, and imagine me being a little young gay boy, yeah. having yeah. grown ass men mm-hmm. like harass me and like being scared for my life. And I was like, yeah. and I, you never know what, cause they shoot here sometimes. So let's go back to Miss Egypt. Mm-hmm. Have you, will you, do you want to have your eyes set? on being on RuPaul's Drag Race? It's funny. I That question is asked so many times to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's by people in the audience every time I finish a show or something like that. Oh, They're really? like, it, yeah, it, although like every, every drag queen is like, oh my God, yes, yes, I want to be on it. I want to be on I'm like, if you knew the amount of work that it takes to be on that show and the sacrifices that you have to do, like to, they have to make to be able to be on that show, you wouldn't want to. Yeah. To be I honest, friends, I, I have other drag performer friends who are like, if if I'm asked, if it happens, sure, but it's not going to be something I'm striving to do. So that's why I had to ask you. Yeah, because I have, being that I'm Tina Burner's drag daughter, I've mm-hmm. and and I and I've been in, in like, I've been in the close like friends of like the top drag queens of New York City since I started. So, like, I was around Bob, I was around Monet, I was, I knew all these people. And, like, I've, I've seen what that does to somebody yeah. that does get on that show. And it, it it's exhausting mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. and it will break you until you don't have anything else. It changes your like, life. It'll change changes your whole life. life. Yeah. It and could be a break, a break yeah. for your career. Yeah. I mean, what's that thing they call? It's not a, it's a double-edged sword or something where it's like, yeah, like you win, but you also lose at the same time. Yeah, because so like 
the gay community has made drag race a standard of a drag queen. If you're not on, you're not. It's horrible. um, Good. Yeah, it's horrible. So like, and and what that show has done, to be honest, was has been put all the little working drag queens in like the cities, and it has made them spend so much money to look like what what the show portrays what drag drag is which is horrible because i'm here like i don't make that i I try to make as much money as i can but like in order for me to look like i look every every week like how you see me i have to spend so much money that people will never understand like the amount of money that goes into hair into the into the outfits every outfit is like custom made the wigs are like so over three hundred dollars each. Is alone. drag your full time job? Mm-hmm. Okay, it so is. for I, example, I, I, the wigs behind you. Let's do uh-huh. Miss Miss Yellow. What was her name? Uh, Angelica. Angelica. How much was Angelica? That's an old one. I think okay. that was two. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this. Or how about this one? Yeah. How about this that one right here was almost three. Wow. That one. This one Tina gave me. It's an mm-hmm. updo. Mm-hmm. That one was five hundred. Whoa! Uh, How about the blue one? Uh, the blue one wasn't that expensive, but like okay. the ponytail ones that are there, mm-hmm. those were um, like what did I say, three hundred each. Wow! Yeah, people. And the one, the J Lo, the J Lo one that you see me wear all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. That one was six hundred. Holy! Is it is it real human hair? Is that why? It's, it's human hair, yeah. But like. Mm-hmm. The outfit alone was eight hundred. Jesus. Yeah. So like, and like we we get all we get is ten ninety nine forms from all these bars, so we have to pay taxes on top of paying mm-hmm. for all this too. Mm-hmm. So some of us, some people have to pay like thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. to be able to yeah. look, yeah, even clothes, and mm-hmm. even on top of that, mm-hmm. people have a hard time tipping drag queens do- a dollar, and it's it all goes back to RuPaul's Drag Race. If you don't look perfect, if you, if your lace is showing, if this it, this is why it's 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 taking me so long for me to audition for it. I've never even looked at the tape yeah. because I know that Tina alone spent over thirty thousand dollars alone just Jesus. to have new outfits because everything now has to be brand new outfits. Yep, yep. Custom you can't have designer. It's a different game. You have to have custom nails, custom lashes, custom hair. And it's crazy. And, and the girls don't think about this when they're signing up for that. And like, and they own you too, that contract. Oh, oh, I know. It, it leaked recently. Oh, they own I, oh, for as long as they fucking want you. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Can't do shit without their permission. Yep. And I'm like, girls, know what you're signing up for because yeah. this is, I mean, if, it, like, like you said, if I get offered or if I like ever, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. What's your life mantra? What's something you tell yourself every day? Um, uh, be kind. I I have it on my on my Facebook page. Okay. Um, be kind to yourself. I think, and be kind to everybody, like everyone you meet, because, like I've always said, like you never know what people are going through. Yeah. So I'm. Oh, I always lead with positive energy towards people, yeah. and I and I str- I I think that's one of my faults too. Because I always lead with so much kindness that people take advantage of it, but I oh will my always. Oh God! Yeah, 
I've been there a thousand times. I will always lead with kindness because I, I, I always tell my friends, it takes nothing for you to be kind to somebody, but it takes everything for you to be nasty to somebody. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. and, and I know those are simple words to be like, be kind, but it really, it really like, I, I always believe in that. Do you have tattoos? But, like, yeah, I do. Just one right here. Okay. It's, it says be it kind. Says, <laughs> this freedom right here. Oh, love it. Yeah, I got that when I was 18. And what does that represent for you? Make it out. Oh. That's when I came. Yeah. I just got chills. I don't know why. I just got chills when you said that. I love that. Yeah, when I came out, yeah. I put in, it hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. But, oh, on the bicep? Oh, my God. Guess where I got it, though? Where? Where? Jail? <laughs> no! <laughs> they will love me in jail. <laughs> I'd be everyone's favorite. Yes. Do it. <laughs> oh, I dropped the soap again. Oh no. <laughs> um. So there's this nail spot in my neighborhood, and they have a tattoo shop in the back. No, I went no. back there. And got it. <laughs> Do not judge Robin, me. No. How is it? I'm surprised your arm didn't fall off. Thank God I didn't get an infection. Yeah. Yeah. It looks sanitary. He he took the needle out of the packet. <sighs> At least it wasn't a. Hey, what can I say? I mean, it's just like it's just funny. Like, um, in the nail salon. I was young. Nail... I was stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who cares? It was thirty minutes of painful gripping onto the chair. I've had piercings too, and I never, ever want them again. I have one final question before we wrap this mm -hmm. baby up. Yes. Outside of drag, outside of dance, mm -hmm. outside mm -hmm. of yelling at guys who don't wear masks at bars. Mm -hmm. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? Alone time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I freaking love alone time. I I I sometimes I let my phone die a lot of times just on purpose. Mm -hmm. I just go off by myself and walk and just let my mind You're telling me that. Yeah. Yeah, I just let my mind go because I, I we we never, I, somebody always told me always, I never used to do this. And I'm like, always think of you because always think of number one and number one will always be you no matter who you are with. Even if it's a, it's a wife or a spouse or like a boyfriend, girlfriend, you will always be number one and always take care of that because nobody else will take care of that better than you because you only know what you're feeling inside. Yeah. Whether you can see, you can say everything that you're feeling, but you literally know what you're feeling inside. Yep. Because a lot of people are always scared of selling everything. No, nobody will always be a hundred percent honest. Mm -hmm. There will always be some something that you keep to yourself. And mm -hmm. I always take care of myself. And I had to learn that the hard way because I would always please everybody around me, mm -hmm. everybody, and I would end up getting hurt after, and like hurt so many times. It's not even funny. So I started taking care of myself, and I don't even care about. If people think I'm selfish, I'm selfish. Who cares? I took myself out to a movie yesterday. Yeah, and I as, and I walk. Should normalize that. We need to. We need to normalize being alone. One of my favorite things See, I did pre-COVID when I would go on work trips is I would eat alone at restaurants. Mm -hmm. You know, and then because of that, I've now normalized me going out and taking myself out for lunch, and that's a, and it's, silence is okay. I go, I go, so like pre-COVID, I would go out to Broadway shows by myself. Mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't tell anybody. And then people were like, you didn't invite me. And I'm like, yeah, I wanted to go alone yeah. because I enjoy my, it's weird how I enjoy, I never used to enjoy alone time. And I used to feel like a weirdo. And now I'm like, I actually prefer it. And actually people are like, especially guys in dating and everything. Mm-hmm. Guys get intimidated by me because I'm so independent. Yep. And I, I listen, if you're intimidated by me as an, as so that I'm so independent and you're really not for me. No. So like, I love yeah. my life so much, <laughs> and that's why I'm so happy that I met you. Yeah, I'm so happy. I'm happy. I'm so excited you. that I met you. I was like, I know. I, every when I saw your smile, because I I pay attention from mm-hmm. the stage, mm-hmm. and I was like, I saw you smiling, and you were like your eyes, and I and I pay attention to body language and yeah. everything. Your eyes just lit up like. Like little light beams, and I was like, <laughs> "He's so excited to see me." I was like, "Let me go over to him because I like when people are that excited and and they get to feel what I feel, like yeah. joy on stage." Yeah, and I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Smee Show. Is there anything you want to add before before we close out? Where can people find you? Drop all your info. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys can follow me at The Real Egypt on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am trying to get some followers, you know, and trying to get to 10,000 mm-hmm. tr- because I want that swipe up notification. I know. I know. <laughs> you, it's so stupid. You can't have that without 10K. And I want to, and I want to get um more bookings because apparently you need followers now to get bookings. It's all backwards. Isn't that crazy? I know. Followers equate talent. But you can just sure. buy followers, which is like the whole thing is rigged. It's dumb. Sure. And what are those t- followers going to do for you if you're in another city? They're not going to come over there. Exactly. Like, I don't get, I don't get any of that. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. It's such a good point. But this is what people like. Yeah. But yeah, follow me at The Real Egypt on Instagram. Right. Well, have a great rest of your day, Robin. Thank you so much. And Thank I'll you. be seeing you performing very soon. Thank you. All right. Bye.